This is a special cultural program on the Weibo Podcast Network. This is Marissa Chavez, the voice of Weibo Podcast Network News, and also a senior at Lancaster High School. On April 28th, the annual baccalaureate service was held at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church. This is a traditional service designed to give seniors and their families a positive push out of high school and into the next phases of their lives. This year, the message was given by Pastor Dr. Tony Evans with words also from Lancaster High School Principal Eleanor Webb. There were performances by the Sweepstakes Award-winning LHS Varsity Choir under the direction of Cornelius Roberson, as well as a praise dance piece by senior dancers, all of which was accompanied by the LHS Jazz Band led by Dr. Lewis Thomas. Enjoy this special presentation on the Weibo Podcast Network of the 2019 Baccalaureate Recorded Live, April 28th at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship.
Good evening, friends, family, and distinguished guests. I am Zion Jane, student body president, and I welcome you to the 2019 Baccalaureate Ceremony. As we reflect upon these past four years, we recollect the setbacks that motivated us and the successes that humbled us. We now look up to this moment as a time of celebration of our completion of this chapter of our lives. I would like to thank every teacher that contributed to our successes along with our loving families. A special, a special thank you to Dr. Tony Evans for allowing us to use this prestigious church as a place of celebration and success. We look forward to the inspirational message that will follow. Thank you and welcome. as we pray. Dear Lord, thank you for all that you have done and what you will continue to do. Thank you for the power that you hold over my life, for we know that living under you, nothing can harm us. Tonight we come to you asking for guidance, courage, and faith to move further and get past our obstacles. We come asking that our dreams soon become a reality and do not get hindered by our adversities. Please close the doorways that lead to downfalls and open those that bring joy in life. In Lord's name we pray. Amen.
one of the country's most respected leaders in evangelical circles. He is a pastor, best-selling author, and frequent speaker at Bible conferences and seminars throughout the nation. Dr. Evans has served as a senior pastor of Oakland Bible Fellowship for over 40 years, witnessing its growth from 10 people in 1976 to over 10,000 congregants with 100-plus ministries. Dr. Evans also serves as the president of the Urban Alternative, a national ministry that seeks to restore hope and transform lives through the proclamation and application of the Word of God. His daily, his daily radio broadcast, Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, can also be heard over 1,200 radio outlets throughout the United States and in more than 130 countries. <laughs> Dr. Evans has authored over 100 books, books, and Bible studies, including Kingdom's Man, Oneness Embrace, The Kingdom's Agenda, Kingdom Disciples, and Victory and Spiritual Welfare. Dr. Evans serves as chaplain for the NBA Dallas Mavericks, a ministry he has done for over 30 years. He is also the former chaplain for Dallas Cowboys. Throughout his local church and national ministry, Dr. Evans has set in motion a kingdom agenda philosophy of ministry that teaches God comprehensive rule over an area of life and demonstrates throughout the individuals, family, church, and society. Dr. Evans is married to Lois, his wife and ministry partner over 40 years. They are proud parents of four, grandparents of 13, and great-grandparents of two. With furthermore ado, I'm proud to introduce our speaker of the class of 2019 of LHS, Dr. Tony Evans. Good evening and congratulations, the class of 2019. I join you in expressing our appreciation for the teachers, the administrators, and of course the parents and family that have brought you to this place. It is also our esteemed honor to be able to offer our facilities to Lancaster as well as other schools in the community where we have a vested interest in seeing the next generation maximize their potential. And as I'm regularly asked to speak at these, it is a particular honor to be here with you today, and I am so excited for you and what the future holds as you move up into this next journey of your life. There was a little boy one day who uh, lived in the country, and their family had an outhouse. Their bathroom wasn't in the house, because it was some time ago, and it was way out in the country. So there was this outhouse, and it was by a creek. And this little boy hated to go to this outhouse. He hated to have to go outside to use the restroom, but that's what he had to do, because that's all his family had. So every day, you know, he would go out and use the bathroom in the outhouse, but then one day he just got sick and tired of having to deal with this outhouse when he knew some people who had restrooms inside. So this particular day, he came out to the outhouse that was located right next to the creek, and he was so frustrated at this outhouse that he shoved it off of the bank into the creek. Now the next day, his father came to him and said, son, are you the one who shoved the outhouse into the creek? And I want you to tell me the truth. He said, yes, daddy, I was tired of this outhouse, and I am the one who shoved it into the creek. 
He said, well, I'm going to have to spank you because you should not have done that. You knew you should not have done that. And I'm going to have to correct you for shoving the outhouse into the creek. But the son protested. He said, Daddy, you told me to tell you the truth. I told you the truth. I shoved the outhouse into the creek. He said, and remember, Abraham Lincoln, I mean, excuse me, George Washington was asked, did you cut down the cherry tree by his father? And he told the truth. And his father didn't spank him. But that's when the father said to him, yeah, but Abraham, uh, excuse me, but George Washington's father wasn't in the cherry tree when he chopped it down. <laughs> what I'm trying to say to you is, choices matter. When you decide to do something, you can't only look at what you do, but the repercussions of what you did. And that your decisions as you move into this next season of life are absolutely critical. Because you are moving into a season of greater independence. And when you move into a season of greater independence, that's greater risk. Because now you are in a position that I know you've longed for, and that is to be able to make your own decisions, whether it's in college, whether it's in uh, some field of expertise or some uh, uh, a job scenario. You will now be free to make choices, but you must ask the question, what is the repercussion of my decision? And not only does it affect me, but does it affect other people as well? That's why I want to just say a brief word about a teenager in the Bible. This teenager's name was Daniel. There's a whole book in the Bible called the book of Daniel. In chapter 1 of the book of Daniel, he finds himself in a pagan society. A society that doesn't hold his faith, doesn't hold his beliefs, don't share his worldview. He's in a place called Babylon. In this place called Babylon, they tried to re-educate him. They tried to reorient him. They tried to re-steer him from how, excuse me, how he was raised. He was being driven to another way of living life according to the pagans that surrounded him. You see, you're living and moving into a world where you no longer have home field advantage. When the Tigers take the field and they're the home team, that means they've got home field advantage. Because that means the crowd is going to support them, or the home team crowd, because you're going to support the home team because the home team is going to be for you. But when you leave Lancaster High School, when you walk away from mother and father, you're going to walk into a world where you no longer have home team advantage. You're going to walk into a world that will often resist what's right, will try to steer you into what's wrong. And if you listen too cl closely, you'll be overwhelmed by the voice of the crowd because you are no longer on home turf. You're no longer with a mother and father that will be on you and correcting you. You will no longer be with teachers who are necessarily instructing you, you are going to be part of the crowd 
and your choices matter. My great burden today is for a generation of young people who are being reoriented and re-educated in the wrong choices. In fact, most of you have a system of wrong choices in your hand. It's called an iPhone. Because that opens up a whole new world of bad choices. It opens you up to a world of exposure of things that now people can't, can't know what you're doing, who you're hooking up with, who you're talking to, and who's influencing you. So it is absolutely critical as you prepare to make this transition that you make a decision about choices. In the book of Daniel chapter 1, we come to verse 8. He went to their secular schools. He, he was in their secular jobs. He was in a pagan environment. But it says in verse 8, Daniel made up in his mind he would not defile himself. You got to make up in your mind before you go to college, before you go out there into this secular environment where you won't have home team advantage. You got to make up in your mind there's something I'm not going to do. And there's some places I'm not going to go. And there's some fools I'm not going to hang out with. You got to make up in your mind to not defile yourself. I'm not going to defile myself with drugs just because I'm not home. I'm not going to defile myself with sex just because I'm not home. I'm not going to defile myself with people who are going to bring me down just because mama and daddy can't watch who I'm hanging out with. I am not going to defile myself. Because if you don't make up your mind, somebody will make up your mind for you. There's enough out there on reality television to make up your mind. You watch Empire long enough, and it'll change the way you think and redefine what's acceptable. If you watch Star long enough, it'll reorientate you to a value system that will distract you from the person you were created by God Almighty to be. But you know, the good thing about Daniel was his name. Because when they, his parents gave him his name, the last two letters were E-L. E-L was the Old Testament name for God, Elohim. In other words, his parents put a stamp on him. Boy, you belong to God. And because you belong to God, you have a different standard. Because you belong to God, you have a different criteria. You want to be like everybody else because you're not like everybody else. You go with a standard. And that standard has to be non-negotiable. That standard has to say that this is where I draw the line. And if you can't respect my standard, I can't hop up or hook up with you. There are a lot of deceivers out there. And they've been good at this game for a long time. And if you don't set your boundaries, young ladies, if you don't say to a young man, no, I don't go there. Young men, if you don't say to a young lady, I don't take you there. Unless you take your standard, 
then you will wind up potentially defiling yourself. So what Daniel said is, I am not going, I'm going to go to your schools, I'm going to take your job, I'm going to get your pay. But what I'm not going to do is defile myself. Now verse 8 says, Daniel refused to defile himself. But then verse 9 of Daniel chapter 1 says this. Now God granted Daniel favor. Ah. I want to start with the word now. Because now means not until Daniel made the decision did God show up. See, a lot of folks want God to show up before they make the decision. No, God wants to see what your decision is before he shows up. So the question is, how bad do you want divine favor? How bad do you want God covering you, guiding you, protecting you, leading you, and supporting you? Because guess what? The folks who defile you won't help you after you've been defiled. The folk who jack you up won't help you up after they've knocked you down. It says, but once he made the decision not to defile himself, now God showed him favor. Let me tell you a little story about my own life. When I was going through the seminary, I worked at what was then the Trailways bus station downtown. I worked the night shift on the weekends, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, from 11 to 7 in the morning. When I took the job, some of the workers came over to me and they said to me, listen, we, let me tell you how we work up here. He said, it's night, the supervisors aren't here, so what we do is when you punch out for lunch or breakfast at that time of the morning, when you punch out, we will punch you back in, in an hour. But you don't have to come back. You can go sleep, you can go take a nap, you can do that, and you can do that for two or three hours, but we will have already punched you back in, so you'll be still being paid. Now, when we ask you, when we do that for you on your night, you do it for somebody else on their night. So what he was asking me to do was to join a system of robbing the company of time by checking out, having somebody else check me back in, even though I had not returned. Well, when they told me this is how everybody did it, and this is the way we roll up in here, up in here, I explained to them, I am so sorry, I can't do that. That's stealing, and that is unethical, so I cannot join in this, this, this scam that y'all have going. Well, they made it clear to me that since I wasn't going to be part of the participating group, that they were going to make it rough for me. And the way they made it rough for me was when buses came in, they let me unload them by myself. And they would not come and join me in unloading the buses that were coming in in the early morning because I was not participating with the scam. So I had to suffer because I wouldn't compromise and defile myself by stealing from the company. A couple of months later, at seven o'clock in the morning when it was time to get off, I got somebody who came in and said, the office wants to see you. 
I walked into the front office and it was one of the presidents of the company. He said to me, Tony Evans, unbeknownst to you and unbeknownst to all the night crew, we had a man come by at night to see how the work was being done. And he was incognito. Nobody knew he was there. So we absolutely know about the scam that's been going on of people punching in and punching out, but not calculating their time properly and robbing the company. But we also know you didn't participate because we checked your time and we saw when you were working. So if you are in agreeable, we want to make you the new head of the night shift beginning tonight. And this will be your raise. You see, you can join the crowd and defile yourself. But the question is, how bad do you want faith? How bad do you want God intervening into your life, your career, your scholarships, your relationships, your mate? How bad do you want God involved in that process? So I challenge the Lancaster graduating class, don't defile yourself. Don't go with the crowd just because it's the end thing to do. Watch the parties you go to. Make sure that you don't join them when they start smoking reefer. Make sure you don't join them when they start getting drunk. Make sure you don't join them. My son played football for Baylor University before he went into the NFL. His football team, some of the football players at Baylor were trying to get him to go places that he refused to go to do things that he refused to do because we put EL on the back of his name. We told him you belong to God whether you're at home or whether you're in bed. You belong to God in the White House, the schoolhouse, and our house. So all of your life belongs to God. And so out of that, God began to work in his life. Not only that, but he went into the NFL and began to lead teams in prayer. Whether it was the Washington Redskins or the Tennessee Titans, or the Buffalo Bills. He came out, he went to seminary. He came out of seminary and then he now took my place as chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys and chaplain of the Dallas Mavericks. God showed him favor because he wasn't gonna follow the crowd. How bad do you want divine favor? And on tomorrow night, Monday night, and on Tuesday night, in theaters all over America, including here in Dallas, will be the movie Kingdom Men Rising, calling men, particularly uh, you young men, to be quality men, to no longer just be males. Because to be a male, you just gotta have the right plumbing. But to be a man, you gotta have responsibility. And God doesn't want you to be a male, he wants you to be a man. And a man is respectful to women. A man honors women. A man treats women with dignity and doesn't try to use them to satisfy their urges because God wants something better for you. Don't defile yourself. I used to love three movies. Three movies, they were a sequel. The Matrix. The Matrix. I love all three of those Matrix films. Especially the first one. His name was Thomas Anderson. Thomas Anderson was a computer programmer and a part-time computer hacker. His AKA was Neo. 
he got whisked into a computer-generated reality called the Matrix. And when he got whisked back there, he runs into a guy named Morpheus. And Morpheus looks at him and says, Neo, we've been looking for you. Neo, we've been waiting for you, because guess what? Neo, you are the one. He says, the world you were living in, that's not the real world. He says, the real world is the world back here, this world that we just brought you back to. He says, if you will join us in this world, you will have powers that you never dreamt of. He says, if you will join us in this world, you're going to have a love relationship with a woman named Trinity that you never knew was possible. He said, Neo, if you join us back in this world, you're going to become a part of a whole community of people in Zion, and you're going to change the world, Neo, if you come back here with us. Then he comes to a conclusion. He says, now, Neo, you have a choice. In this hand, I have a blue pill. He says, you eat this blue pill, and you're going to wake up tomorrow morning in that same old bed that you started with today, and this will all be a dream. And you will just think you dreamt last night, and you can go back to your plain old ordinary world. But Neo, in this hand, I got a red pill. He says, if you take this red pill, you're going to experience a life you never dreamt of, joy you never dreamt of, love you never dreamt of, peace you never dreamt of, purpose you never dreamt of, power you never dreamt of. If you want this red pill, now I'm going to tell you now, Neo, if you take this red pill, there is a guy here named Mr. Smith, and Mr. Smith is going to try to do you in because he doesn't want you to make this decision. But if you take this red pill, I can guarantee you, you're going to have favor on your life. So to the class of Lancaster 2019, I offer you two pills. You can take this blue pill and just be a plain old ordinary person. Just be a regular old ordinary person. Just go out and just live a plain old ordinary life and just do the best you can to try to make it. Oh, but I offer you a red pill. But if you take this red pill, I guarantee you divine favor awaits you. I guarantee you heaven's help awaits you. I guarantee you God will oversee you and God will over uh, God will cover you. So here it is. You choose. You take the blue pill and you just be a regular person. You take the red pill and you become somebody. And the reason that the pill is red is because 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ died on the cross in your place for your sin to give you eternal life. And if you will commit your life to him, he who the Son sets free will be free indeed. Congratulations as you experience God's faith.
trustees. We have Ms. Ellen Clark, Board President, District 7. LaRonda Mays, Vice President, District 4. Rhonda Davis Crawford, Secretary, District 3. Marion Hamilton, District 1. LaShondra Harris, District 2. Ty Jones, District 5. Kevin Davis Jr., District 6. And lastly but not least, the Lancaster High School principal, Ms. Eleanor Wells. Comforter. He'll wrap his arms around 
This has been a special cultural program on the Weibo Podcast Network.